Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. John chapter 8. Someone said the date of a prisoner's freedom should be called a period. You know why? It's the end of their sentence. I'd like to teach on the theme, John chapter 8. The theme of freedom. And let's just jump right in because there are 59 verses. The key verse, verse 32, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And we're teaching on Jesus 101, which is the basics about Jesus Christ. Jesus gives freedom. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. It's interesting because that's where he's coming back to one day. And uh, I'm wondering if the saints are going to come right in behind him. I don't know how close we're going to be there. But the Bible says, and in the early in the morning, he came again into the temple. And Jesus, you'll notice, he's always teaching or preaching or healing. He does... That's really the focus of the ministry. He teaches, he preaches, and he heals. He teaches to inform us of God's word. He preaches to show the authority of God's word. And he heals to show the power behind the authority in God's word. That is the ministry. And the Bible says, And early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And this is going to be an interesting lesson. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, probably threw her down there, right? They say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. So this was probably a rated R movie. If they brought this woman in, in her birthday suit, threw her down in there. And that's what it says. She was taken in the very act of adultery. And then he said, now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? Now here was the catch 22. If Jesus said, you're right, stone her, throw rocks at her until she dies. That's what the law of Moses, under which they were at the time, commanded. Well, Jesus would have been in violation of Roman law because they were not a free country. They couldn't execute Uh, uh, capital punishment. It was not their prerogative to do that. But if Jesus had said, no, forgive her, then they could have said, you're a false prophet because you're supposed to uphold the law of Moses. So Jesus was really on trial, not the woman. And it said, this they said, tempting him. It was really him that was on trial that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down And with his finger wrote on the ground, as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, like mosquitoes just buzzing around, right? He lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin amongst you, among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And this is really the theme of the teaching. And and again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground, and they which heard it, Notice, freedom that Jesus preaches is freedom from sin, which none of these people had. And they which heard it being convicted by their own 
conscience. I was praying with someone recently and I said, uh, are you sure you're ready to, to go out into eternity? And after they had kind of heard a presentation, a rough one of the gospel, they said, basically, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Why? Because they were convicted of their own conscience. And what I did was I said, well, do you want to make sure? And I gave them an opportunity and they chose to pray and invite Christ into their life. But they were convicted by their own conscience. Conscience is something given to us by God that lets us know when we're wrong. A conscience is like an alarm or a red light that it it tells us we're wrong. It won't stop us, but it tells us that something's wrong. Something's not kosher in Denmark, as they say. And it says they went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She saith, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. The true freedom that Jesus gives us in the gospel is freedom from condemnation of sin. Not just for freedom, the forgiveness of sin. Jesus forgave the woman. But there is, you know, it's interesting because... Jesus also took care of the outward condemnation of sin. They all left. But also, here's something that I want to, to bring, bring out. That if Jesus forgives you, don't condemn yourself. You know, sometimes people, they can beat themselves up. And they put, you know, the boxing gloves on and they bounce their head back and forth about something that they did. But we need to accept that if Jesus forgives us, we need to forgive ourselves. The Bible said in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, one of my favorite verses, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. That's freedom in Jesus. Then spake Jesus again unto them, verse 12, saying, I'm the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. But you'll have the light of life. Now, if you give your life to Jesus, one thing he does is he turns the lights on. But he turns the lights on in our heart. Was it Mr. Tom Bodette said from Motel 6? We'll leave the light on for you, right? Well, Jesus leaves the light on 24 hours, right? And the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship. That's the light that God gives us, one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. So this light of fellowship with God keeps us out of the wrong things. And then Jesus told his followers in Matthew 5 and 16, he said, let your light so shine. Not the light that necessarily that just I give to you. But let your light of your life in me affect other people. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Verse 13. So you're not going to convince everyone, right? The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. They were always trying to accuse Jesus of something. And that's interesting. That, that, that people hate, uh, Reverend Keckle brought this out, but there's a lot of people that they hate Christians, but they also hate Jews, and they kind of lump us in together. 
But they really hate God. And they hate his truth. And they hate his lordship. And so they can't throw a rock and hit God, but they can throw a rock and hit a Christian or throw a rock and hit a Jew. And the Jews are the most persecuted people in the history of this world. Throughout history. And it's recorded, been persecuted uh, throughout history. But Jesus answered, and they, they even persecuted their own king. And said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence, or that means from where I came, and whither I go. But ye cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. Ye judge after the flesh. I judge no man. And yet if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I am the Father that sent me. And here's where he talks about his judgment. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. And you know, it's interesting. When you hear the word of God, there's a ring of truth to it. Now, I've heard other religious doctrines and teachings of Buddha and different things, and they, they're kind of neat and catchy and everything, but there's something about the power and the Word of God. When the Word of God is spoken, it can reverberate and echo down in your soul. That's why if you can use one scripture, say one scripture, it can reverberate down inside of somebody. Why? Because it's not your Word. It's God's Word. And it comes all the way down from heaven, thundering in and touches our heart. Why? Because God bears witness of his word. And Jesus was saying, what I'm saying in your heart, my father is bearing witness from heaven that it's true. Then, they, then said they unto him, where is thy father? Jesus answered, ye neither know me nor my father. That was the real problem. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. You know, it doesn't take very long to find out if someone's a Christian. I'm talking like one day I had this guy uh, take pictures for my, uh, my family was visiting because I was getting married. So this was December 14th, 2000. So it was a few years ago. And we, I think it was the night of the wedding maybe. We went out to eat at this place and there was this guy and his wife sitting over there. So I'm like, hey, can you take our picture? Pre-phone, right? I think it was actual camera. And so he took some, take a picture, and I'm like talking to him, and, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, dude, where do you go to church? And he goes, I just got here. I'm going to Bible school, and his name was Brother Kendrick. Did you know the Kendricks? But uh, did you know the Kendricks, brother? Well, he was a brother coming to our Bible school. But I didn't know that, but after interacting with him for 20 seconds, it didn't take long to discern that this man was another crazy Christian. And Jesus said, if you knew me, you would know my father. He said, your problem is you don't know the father. <laughs> and if you're around another Christian, it's the same spirit. Christians are spiritual. And so that spirit that's in you is going to recognize the spirit that is in them. And if there's no spirit in them, then you might have a hard time recognizing them. If there's no spirit in you, you'll have a hard time recognizing them. But the Bible said, These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him. They wanted to imprison him. 
for his hour was not yet come. He came to die anyway. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way and ye shall seek me and die in your sins. Sin is the one thing that will take us away from God. Whither I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he saith, Whither I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. You know that I grew up as a kid of a foreign service uh, officer. And they talk about the foreign service kids as a third culture. So the first culture is the culture of America, okay? If we're Americans. The second culture is a culture that's foreign. Well, kids in the foreign service, they're like a third culture. Because they've lived overseas, and they've lived in the States, and they don't fit in anywhere. And Jesus was saying, I'm not from here. You're from here. That's why you don't understand me. You know, Christians, we're really not from this earth. And that's why people say, well, you're crazy. You do stuff this way. Well, it's because my citizenship, my conversation, it's in heaven. Yes, it should be different because my God is not from here. And so the things that I do and the way that I live, it might not be like everybody else. But that's because... We have a Savior that's not from this world. The Bible said, For if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus saith unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning, I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. And I'm thankful that that's what Christians do. You begin to speak what God lays on your heart. And you know, as you win people to God, it's going to be because not you speak your words. It's because you speak what God lays on your heart. And sometimes it might not be something that's so witty. Sometimes it might not even be something that sounds real nice. Sometimes... Uh, I heard there was a, there's a pastor that we have in Hawaii. His name's Reverend or Pastor Cardenas. And there was a guy that was invited to church. And he said, I don't believe in God. He said, why don't you come anyway? You don't have to believe in God. And invited him. And I guess he got saved. And then Reverend Cardenas said, let me buy you, I'll, buy, I'll get you a Bible. And the man said, no, I want to buy my own Bible. I want to invest in this thing. Well, you see, sometimes someone says they don't believe in God. We say, well, they don't belong in church. Yes, they do. You know, because it was when God deals with your heart on what to say, those words have power. Go, Pastor Cardenas, in the name of Jesus. It's a blessing. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. He's saying that Jesus said, I speak what the Father gives me. And we should speak what the Father through Jesus gives us. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And He that sent me is with me. Thank God that Jesus said, I'll go with you always, even unto the end of the world. Even if you're in line at the post office. I remember I went uh, 
to get something done for my boss who attends service with us. And I don't know if he's going to listen to this podcast or not, but I went to get, it was one of those things that it just wasn't going to work. I went to get a trailer that had been improperly registered in like Georgia, registered in Florida, but it was improperly registered. It's like a 300 pound weight capacity when in reality it was 3000 pound weight capacity. So I was trying to get a plate for it. And the DMV here said, basically, you got to go back to Georgia. You got to get the owner, the former owner to redo it. It's not going to work. So I went back to my boss and I told him, it's just not going to work. You're not, they said no way. And when the DMV says no way, guess what? No way. Okay. And something in my heart said, I told my boss, I said, let me go by and, and, and try one more time. And I prayed before I went back in and I said, Lord, show my boss, um, that you have power. I don't remember exactly what I prayed. Show my boss that you can do this. And so I went back in and same thing happened. Sorry, sir, you, you know, we can't. But then this other gentleman came up and somehow, and he, I'm not gonna go into it. He was the least likely guy you think would help me, okay? Far from being a Christian, okay? But he helped me out and he said, okay, all we have to do is do this, do this, do this, do this, sign here, pay this, and I got the plate. And I got the registration and I went back to my boss. But glory be to God. You see, if God goes with you, you could say the government can say one thing. But do you know that Pharaoh said, no, you're not going to get out of my country. And you know that God told Moses that Pharaoh was going to say no. He said he'll not let you go. No, not by a mighty hand. But they went out anyway. Sometimes the world will say, no, 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 no. And God is going to give you a yes on the end of that. Pharaoh changed his mind, didn't he? But you know that God going with us can change the minds of people. And they can give you that go. And he that sent me is with me, Jesus said. The Father hath not left me alone. I like this. And here's your key. If you want confidence in Jesus Christ, for I do always those things that please that please him. And I know that sometimes it might be tempting to want to please, you know, whoever is going to make you look good or to make them look good. But let's make sure we just please God and have that confidence in God. And as he spake these words, many believed on him. That's the whole purpose of the gospel, to bring people to freedom in Jesus Christ. Teaching on the theme of freedom. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And here's the key verse, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you, tr make you free. See, a lot of Americans, we, we live in a free country, but we have, I had some uh, Minute Maid lemonade, and it was actually pretty good, but it was zero calorie lemonade. So it had no sugar. It had a sugar substitute, which tasted sweet, but it wasn't sugar. I don't remember what it was, right? It tasted pretty good. But we live in America. Many of us have freedom substitutes. They're not freedom. They're kind of like freedom, but they're not real freedom. And, you know, sometimes we can say that other things are freedom. The Jews, as you're about to see, they thought their freedom was in their lineage. Their freedom was who they were related to. You know, that my daughter 
is related to a preacher, but God doesn't have any grandkids, only children. Just being related to a preacher or married to a preacher or married to a Christian or, uh, you know, maybe you're related to Billy Graham. That doesn't make you a Christian. And the Jews were saying, well, this is our freedom substitute. Other people in America, you know what they'll do? They'll just change the uh, acceptance of the behavior and say, oh, but everybody does it now. That's a freedom substitute, but it's still called sin. And you might change it and say, well, it's not that anymore. We call it this now. Uh, It's just like we're married. Well, that might be just like you're married, but you're not married until you're married. (laughs) And God only sees it one way. But the Bible says, so they had freedom substitutes. And a lot of people do that, but they don't give freedom. They only give a substitute for freedom and maybe a soothing of our conscience, but no power. They answered him in verse 33, we be Abraham's seed. This was their freedom. And we were never in bondage to any man. I had one man tell me, I'm of the tribe of Judah. And I'm like, I was looking at him. He's a black guy. And I was like, uh, okay. (laughs) Because I had a doctor that was actually a Jewish man with a yarmulke. And I said, what tribe are you? And I was serious. And he looked at me as if I was offensive to him. And I said, no, I really want to know. And he looked at me. And he's a very educated man, too. He said, none of us know what tribe we are. Because the Jews were dispersed for so many years. He said, none of us know. And he was an observant Jew. I didn't know that. I thought everybody knew their tribe. But you know what? Uh, They said they were from Abraham's seed. Well, let me tell you. It's not being a tribe from what tribe you are physically. It's being related to Jesus Christ through faith. And then you're related to Abraham, who's the father of faith. Not by your genealogy, but by your faith. And the Bible said, and we were never in bondage to any man. Man, you know we can get so deceived. Do you know they were in bondage right then? The Roman Empire was ruling over them. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Jewish guy, how about Egypt? Oh, how about Assyria? How about Babylon? You know, so there were uh, recorded periods of history when the entire nation was taken out into captivity. But, you know, we can get to where it's like, well, I'm not as bad as someone else or whatever. But the Bible said, and how sayest thou, ye shall be made free. I don't need it. I've got my freedom substitute packets, right? My little pink substitute packet. Of freedom saccharin. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, and here's what puts people in bondage. Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. When we were in Africa, we lived in Africa, and we had a like a housekeeper. And the housekeeper had a house that was adjacent to our house. But the housekeeper didn't live in the house with the children. And that's what Jesus was saying. The servant doesn't abide in the same place that the adopted or that the inheritance abides in. And then it's another key verse. If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Why? Because if you're free from sin, that's the real freedom. He said, I know that you're Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me. He said, because, and here's the real problem, and a lot of times the real problem people hate cops is that they hate the law that the cops uphold. It's not that there's bad cops. 
It's that they don't want to obey the speed limit or they want to smoke marijuana or they want to be a felon and carry a firearm. So they hate cops because cops uphold the law that says, hey, you can't do that. And people don't like that. But Jesus said, my word's got no place in you. That's the real problem. You don't like my rules. And he said, I speak that which I have seen with my, fa- my father, and ye do that which ye have seen <laughs> with your father. And then they're going to talk. Jesus is going to say who their father is spiritually. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, if you were Abraham's children, this is something, you would do the works of Abraham. If we're really children of God, brethren, we're going to do the works of God's children. We're going to have the fruit of the Spirit, and that's what we're going to teach in the ladies' Bible study. You know what the fruit of the Spirit is? That's what comes out. That's what you see in the Christian life. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and a curse word. What? Temperance. What's that? Self-control. The curse word of the holidays, right? Self-control. But you see, Jesus said, if you were Abraham's children, you'd act like people of faith. Because Abraham was a man of faith. In the uh, fruit of the Spirit, one of them is that faith that we have when we trust God. When nothing else seems like it's going to work out, Jesus, I'm just going to trust you anyway. The Bible says, but now you seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. In fact, when God told Abraham to sacrifice his only begotten, his only uh, uh, son of promise, Isaac, he did. He didn't even confer with his wife because she would have hit it with a frying pan. Boom! You're not taking my son, right? And uh, he followed what God would have him to do. Thank God, God made another way, and he didn't sacrifice him. But God was just checking to see if God was first in Abraham's life. And you know, sometimes God will check to see if. He's first in our life. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they, they to him, We were not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. And I like what Jesus said. Jesus saith unto them, If God were your father, you would love me. Because we'd all be brothers, right? For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. Ye are of your father the devil. Man, woo! And the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. He said, that's your real problem. You got hooked up to the wrong father. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. And then he said this, which of you convinceth me of sin? Brethren, freedom comes down to one word, sin. If we have sin in our life, we can't be free. If we don't have sin in our life, we are free. I know it's, it's just so simple. Even Paul and Silas were in prison praising and singing praises unto the Lord. They were chained on the outside, but they were free from sin on the inside. And God made sure that they got free on the outside too. And he said, if... I say the truth, why do you not believe me? Why do ye yet not believe me? He that is of God, heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, 
Say not, say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hast the devil. That's all that people can do and say, well, you're just a devil too, right? Throwing back the same Adam. Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father and ye do dishonor me. And I seek not mine own glory. There is one that judgeth and seeketh and judgeth. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Then said the Jews unto him, now we know that thou hast the devil. Abraham is dead and the prophets. And thou sayest, if a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. And I like this. They said, art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead. Whom makest thou thyself? Jesus said, who are you? they said to Jesus, who do you think you are? Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom ye say he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him, and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old. And hast thou seen Abraham, who had been dead for many, 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 many years? Okay. Jesus saith unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. I'm reading the book of Exodus right now, and Moses said, Whom shall I say sent me? And God said, I am that I am. You know what that means? Present tense. How old is Jesus? Well, here's all how old Jesus is. He's an I am. That means he is outside of time and space because he created time and space. He is part of the ancient of days. He is without number. I know he was born into this world about 2,000 years ago, uh, born of a virgin, but the, in the pre-incarnate Jesus, that before he came down of Mary, he's just been around before time was around. And the Bible says, then took they up stones to cast at him. First they were going to cast him at the woman, right? Now they're going to cast him at Jesus, which is what they wanted to do anyhow. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them and so passed by. I don't know how we got out of there, but it kind of shows us. You know, if we have God in us and it can seem like we get into tricky situations, God can be with us. And he can get us out of those tricky situations. We see that Jesus didn't have to fight him. He didn't put, it wasn't what he was trying to do. But Jesus just got out of there. And you know, sometimes the greatest thing for our Christianity is just to leave the place. You know, after the, the conversation is done, we'll go on our way and do something else for Jesus. Jesus brings freedom. Not substitute, but real freedom. And he says in the key verse, and ye shall know the truth. What's the truth? That Jesus died in our place, shed his blood, and that if we confess his work on the cross over us, then we'll be saved. The Bible said, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And that's real freedom. Sister Woods, would you dismiss us in prayer? Hey, we'll see you Thursday. God bless you.